Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and uh, welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, along with Frank Selby. Thank you, Frank. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, God, I'm glad you were there. <laughs> anyway, let me start off, first of all, the last couple of weeks, I've started off with uh, my views on Verizon, uh, wireless cell company. And, you know, I'm just, it just goes from bad to worse. I'm telling you, just because you've got the huge coverage doesn't mean that you should be able to treat people the way you do. And if anybody out there feels the same way I do, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, they've got a lot of coverage, but, you know, their customer service, their products, you just, I, I don't even know where to start. But I would appreciate getting some feedback from people that feel the same way or just the opposite. Let me know at john at fishtalkradio.com, john at fishtalkradio.com. Anybody that get in touch with me, I'd appreciate it, and we'll take care of you. Um, hey, Frank. Yes. I have an idea. It's devious. Okay, we, let's do we, it. We, I know. We have an engineer par excellence. His name is Mark, and he he's the one that makes this whole thing happen. And he's sitting there. <laughs> I can already see his face turning red, and he's starting to blush. But I would like to have Mark take the first two minutes. I agree. Okay, we only got Come one on, minute Mark. left. One we minute left. One okay, minute Mark, left. see what That's you can do. This is your debut. And here's what I'm thinking about this whole Verizon thing. I'm thinking user error. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's, it's just John screwing things up like usual, and poor Verizon is getting the blame for it. Yeah. What do you think, Frank? I agree, because I use Verizon. <laughs> we have no problems, just John. Well, um, Mark, this is your show, so, you know, what can I say? What can you say? Except that you're dead wrong. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was How was your fourth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark? Oh, my fourth was good. Yeah, I, I stayed home and uh, stayed away from people and fireworks and all that stuff. We got 30 seconds, guys. Let's let's cut it out. Mark, come on. 20 seconds. Give us more. That's all I did. I, I didn't do anything. That's all I ever do. I just stay home. <laughs> stay well, home. I'm going to have to come up and take you out. There, there you go. There you go. That's uh, it. Introduction. Go. 10 okay. seconds, guys. Let's wrap Alrighty. it up. Okay. Listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, go to fishhunttalkradio.com. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, this is—I'm sorry—we got cut off in the middle of uh, a break a little bit, and uh, we have Chris Witt, Frank. Yeah. And Frank, yeah. you represented for Chris to me, so you probably know more about him than I do. But uh, Chris actually is—he's been on not too long ago. He has ripping hoe lures. Ribbon who? Rib, I know. I just <laughs> I was teasing you. <laughs> anyway, uh, ripping who lures? And uh, by the way, Chris, I have, just as a hint, um, Frank and I are going to be going up to Alaska in the next couple of weeks, and we'd uh-huh. love to find out if those things will work. But we don't have any. Actually, I've got them up in two lodges right now. The Hellraisers that I have. Uh, and they're trying them out up there. Uh, they do it with uh, what I, I had a theory about uh, doing these things vertical in the in the water column rather than always trolling. And it, and it turned out that they uh, did a really good job with swordfish and striped bass so, oh, okay. uh, in Chesapeake Bay. So now I've got them in two lodges waiting on reports from them. But, well, yeah, I mean, basically, Chris, the, those Chris, attract anything. Chris, Chris, I don't think you understand. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is that Frank nor I have a, a ripping who... Lures or the uh, the the other Hellraiser. one. So yeah. That, yeah, I mean that's fine that they work up there, but how are we going to know if we don't have any, Frank? 
Or, yeah, um, I know Chris? that. You know, uh, we're going to a lodge. We want to see if we can get the king salmon to hit behind them. Yeah. So, Chris, do you get the hint? Oh, you wanted me to give more product away. <laughs> <laughs> Just do you have any idea? Have any idea how much product I've given away? <laughs> I know over the years you gave a lot, a lot yeah. away. Yeah. But we're just yeah. asking for two, and we won't bother you again about it. And if it's really good, we'll be talking about it for the next six months. Well, are you going fishing together? Yes. Yes. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. I knew where that was going to head. I said, we're going to be fishing together, but not necessarily on the same boat. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I see. Because I, I, have, I have two different sizes that... Uh, it, it all depends on whether you want to imitate the the feeding coho or you know or silvers or if you want to imitate the bait. You yeah. know, so um, I'll take uh, the one that imitates the, for the silvers. Yeah, I think silvers are just starting to come in and uh, up there right now. It's been a little bit slow so far. Uh, normally, you know, the kings are early in the year. Yeah, but they've just been not, not all that many. We're talking about in Ketchikan, which is southeast Alaska. And uh, yeah. it is, uh, they've been a little slow. The silvers are just starting to come in. But by the time we get up there, they should they should be looking good. And then, of course, the pinks, you know, the pinks are there most of the time. And the chums and, you know, we don't really see too many sockeye up there. But, uh, you know, the chums are there, but who cares? They they do fight yeah. well though they do fight well, but uh, we're well, looking. the best thing to do would be to uh, hey uh, get hold of me um, personally and, and we can get this exchange done that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's what we're doing right now. We're making a deal on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, right well, now, right now, right now I'm under a little revamp. Uh, that I'm doing to modify them. Okay. So, uh, well, uh, any, anyway, Chris, I know that you know your this this uh, company is pretty much your deal, but let's talk a little bit about it, and that's why I wanted to bring you on. You've got a a unique um, uh, product. Product. Yeah, and it's you know, again, I get exposed to a lot, and people want to promote a lot of things. And I don't like to promote things unless I, I believe in them. But I never used your product, but I've talked to people that have, and I believe in your product. Well, I so appreciate that's, that. that's why we got you on. I, mean, I appreciate that. I have to believe. You understand. Yeah. I have to believe. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, as as we know, our friend in Cabo, that he's been telling me about you, and he's kind of been kind of a closely guarded secret because his bookings have gone up. Uh, in a charter fishing business because he catches more fish than anybody else and he attributes that to your lures or to your attractors. Yeah, he, he's got, uh, uh, shoot, I think 10 of my ripping hoods and he got it was 16 Hellraisers. So, oh, uh, and yeah, of course, of course, that's home. that's the, yeah, that's Jim at Blue Sky Charters. But uh, yeah. so he's got 16 and I got none. <laughs> yeah, but he paid. He paid. Oh, oh, I see. That's what it takes. Okay, we're getting there. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But like I said, uh, I want to. Uh, I have I have no problem doing what you're asking, except uh, I I want to get a hold of the two lodges that have them now. Yeah. Uh, 
And once I find out from them, yeah. you know, uh, if they're working, then certainly, I mean, it's going to be how long till you go up? Uh, just a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, well, I can get a hold of them today or tomorrow. Okay. Uh, hopefully get some response back. And uh, you know, it's yeah. so. So you know, it's one to send us. Well, uh, well, they actually only have the the uh, the one, I believe, uh-huh. that, that is for the imitation of the fish rather than the bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, like I said, they're just based on a theory. But since you know, I sent them to a friend uh, uh, down in out of Murata, uh-huh. uh, the Keys, and he went seven for nine uh, during the day for swordfish. Wow. Uh, and then I found out by accident online the guys in Chesapeake Bay were using them vertical also in bump trolling one to three knots for striped bass. So, um, you know, that was news to me. So, uh, you know, it's all news to me. It's like daily I, I hear new things. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now I'm, I'm configuring a spreader bar. Okay, uh, I got a here. question real quick. Like uh, people like me that just need one, where do we order it from? Right now, right now, I have, I have just gone through my Facebook uh, friends network, and I'm in 11 countries and uh, most every coastal state uh, uh, except for uh, Oregon and Washington. Um, and, and, yeah, well, and Washington eventually will get them when it comes around to salmon time there. But, um uh, in fact, I shipped off to Delaware today. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let me let me find out what the salmon guys are doing up in the lodges because they they each have like thirty thirty five boats to go out, uh, and I was looking for bulk sales mm-hmm. up there. I want to find out if they're working for them, and I can do that within the next couple of days. Okay, because I get a response, and well, then I'll uh, have no problem, you know. Well, something to uh, a quick question, but uh, we got to get down to what it is that you're that we're talking about. We've only got a couple minutes left. I'd like to know the the lodges that you're talking about where they are. But let's talk about what the product is. And it's <laughs> well, the we're, we're getting close on time. They're they're double sided stainless steel, uh, what I call blades, which are uh, uh, different shapes. Let's take the ribbon hoop for example. The the shape of those originally came from the lure Jensen Dodger One. All right, and then I took that and I refined that into what is now the all uh, double sided mirrored stainless steel blades. Because uh, what I found out, even with the holograms on there, the holograms during trolling would strip off, and it's actually the flash that, that catches the fish's eye from mm-hmm. up to a fifth of a mile away. So since uh, I had my very first purchase was to a guy in Pennsylvania, and he owns a charter boat in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. uh, he was my very first buyer, and his rate uh, of catches went up. And it was because of him that Jim and Cabo went down there, and I actually met Jim on his on uh, Harry Glaw's boat in Costa Rica in oh. Galpito, and uh, that's when Jim got sold on him, and and he purchased his, uh, you know, on that trip. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I base all, all of my uh, uh, catching and my tracking and all that on just flash, being able to turn a fish's head. Okay. If you can do that, then you can get a fish in your spread 300 million times faster than the sound of your motors. That is actually oh, a fact. Wow. Anyway, yeah, uh, so. gosh, we, 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 
spent too much time goofing off, so we're going to have to come back with you a little bit later. Appreciate that, Chris. Uh, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby, of course, who is our 
host, sometimes co-host. Today, I'm not sure which he is. <laughs> but, well, okay, I'll tell you what, uh, Frank, why don't you take it today? We hey, have Lance. we have somebody on the line that uh, you probably know something about. His name is, uh hope I get it right, is Lynn Zinkler. And I have never talked to him other than calling him today and said, well, you're going to be on the radio. So why don't you introduce uh, Lynn for us? Lynn is FFI, right? That's the way we say instead of FFF now, right? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> okay. I still, uh, we've known each other a while. A while. Uh, you, you're having the conclave in Idaho this year, correct? That's correct. Uh, Boise, Idaho, from August 7th to August uh, August 7th through the 12th. And I brag about the FFF all the time, and I still call it the FFF. I know That's Federation a, of Fly yeah. Fishing International, mm-hmm. but I'm one of the old boys, so I call it the old way. <laughs> and you fine. do all the promotion for the FFF. We teach kids we teach everybody we try to push our sport well let's hear a little bit about what you like to do when you're doing your promos yeah hey uh i'm uh i you know i I came to the uh, fly fishers international some 20 years ago as a uh because i was interested in becoming a better caster so we have the the only domestic casting certification program in the United States, and it rivals, I think, three or four others that are in exist, existence around the world. Um, so that's one of our, our claims to fame. But uh, you you just touched on it. Really, uh, our sweet spot is education, and uh, we do everything we can to reach out to the general public to introduce them to fly fishing, especially youth. And also, uh, we, we want to get a little more diverse, so we are reaching out to, to try to attract more women to Fly Fishers International. So, you know, that's our, our main focus is, is education. Uh, we do have a pretty aggressive conservation program we're doing, and all of that will be showcased in Boise this year in, in August. Yeah, I'm going to try to make that. I want to this year. I wanted to have some arguments. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But we won't, we won't speak of that on the radio. Uh, but, yes, you know, we have some pretty famous people, women, that are FFF or FFI. We do. We do. We have, uh, we have a number of uh, – uh, oh, folks, uh, I will just tell you that Joan Wolf was one of my mentors as I was pursuing my – my casting certification, I, I, I claim that as a, as a real badge of honor. Uh, Joan is, uh, gosh, I mean, she's in her late 80s now and, and still going strong. And uh, so she's she's very special. Maggie Merriman. Oh, gosh, many, Maggie many others. Maggie passed uh, away. Yeah, and she just passed away. We'll be memorializing Maggie this year in, in yeah. Boise. And then we got uh, one of our uh, top leaders is... Um, uh, Marianne Dozer uh, yeah. and, uh, and and a few others who are just just doing an outstanding job reaching out to the women and, and helping. We're, we have a program in Boise we call Women's Connect, and it's specifically designed uh, to, to have something to offer women, whether it's fly tying, casting, 
conservation, whatever the case may be, they've got their own little special area, and we'll be showcasing that in Boise this this summer. Yeah. Oh, you did you get to do any fishing while you were out here? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm in eastern Washington today. I'm coming coming back from the Seattle area. I I just picked up a donation uh, out in Seattle, a very generous donation. But I've got my grandson with me, and we just stopped at a place called Rocky Ford Creek in oh, the Columbia boy. Basin. And that is a world class uh, fishery. It's it's a beautiful fishery. The big big Kamloops rainbow out of that water, and uh, uh, so we we were able to cast a line and and look at some pretty big fish today. That sounds really. Uh, one more thing: we have a lot of FF clubs throughout the United States. If somebody wanted to find the closest club to them. How would they go about doing that? Yeah, what I would suggest, probably the easiest thing to do, there are two, two ways to do it. One would be to go to, the easiest thing is to go to our website, and that's uh, www.flyfishersinternational.org. Actually, if you were to put in Federation of Fly Fishers, it would take you to the new website, flyfishersinternational.org. And at the bottom of the, of the home page, is a list of, uh, of, of uh, resources, including uh, councils and clubs. And if you tapped on that, you'd be able to, you'll be asked to identify your state, and all of the clubs in your state will pop up or in your region will pop up. And, and that'd be the easiest way to do it. Yeah, we need some fresh, new, young blood. <laughs> well, so we, all you we young, certainly do. Yes. So all you young kids out there, pop it up, get to one of the clubs, learn how to do everything. It is the most funnest thing you can do. If I didn't get into fly fishing when I was a kid, I'm not going to say, but I think they call it the Crossbar Hotel. <laughs> I would have probably ended up there if I didn't get into fishing. And my thanks is to Lee Wolf and Marion Selby. Mm-hmm. who got awesome. me into fly fishing. Actually, I've got one of the very first vests ever made. Oh, nice. And I still well, got it, and I've got the picture of the last fly Lee Wolf tied. I've got oh the fly, God. and that is noted it was tied at Blackstone's house just before it flew to Alaska. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, um, the the one thing that uh, that is uh, that we're trying to do is like a- attract younger people. Um, one of the things that we're trying to do is look at new and different ways of attracting the younger crowd to the sport. And and, and of course, my kids who are uh, all avid fly fishermen, they want to go do. They don't want to sit in a meeting and listen to somebody jabber or talk. So uh, we are we are uh, actually developing some models uh, for clubs to use to to try to attract young people in a more informal and active way. So uh, we're, we've, we've changed significantly, and we're making it, and I think the changes have been really good. Yeah, I'm starting to see a better light on it. Uh, for a while, I was very upset. I teach at a lot of the shows, and I always have a list of the flag, uh, flag clubs uh, that are in their area. And believe it or not, I will put out the other side of fishing too for kids i just as long as you get a rod in your hand get them outside instead of on the computer they're going to love it once you get them started 
Boy, I agree. I agree. And the neat thing about fly fishing today with, with all the modern uh, equipment that's out there, it's not that expensive. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I was just taking a look at my, uh, my son's uh, bass rig. So he's got a bait casting rod, and he's got a really nice G. Loomis uh, uh, bass rod. Mm-hmm. He, he spent like $450 on that, on that rig. Well, you can buy a really, really nice, you know, latest generation graphite setup for less than 100 bucks. Uh, now to get into fly fishing with everything, fly line, uh, flies, everything you need. And uh, so there's really no excuse. <laughs> it's not that expensive to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, a kid come in yesterday, picked up an echo rod, and he's been saving his money. Now he's got to pay $47 back to his mom. <laughs> but he worked for that. And that's get, good. Get his fly. And I told him I'd teach him for free. <laughs> that's what it's all about absolutely that's cool yeah well the guy in uh san diego got was really good to me when we were working on the coronado bridge i have eight bucks in my pocket and i had twelve dollars worth of material laying up there to tie and he would just say oh that's right next day uh, next week when i had my money i'd go in i'd get three dollars and i had eight dollars up there he says that's right (laughs) (laughs) i miss him stroud old man stroud was the neatest guy in san diego his fly shop lives on Uh, Frank, we've got uh, a little bit less than two minutes, and I've, I've just been sitting here listening and enjoying this whole thing. It uh, looks like you are the host today. But, uh, <laughs> well, John, you got, you've got a couple questions. You're going to be using a fly rod a little bit up there at well, the lake. Yeah, well, you know, we've, we've got uh, we found, I found a lake up there that you're going to love. Uh, I think it's called Ward. It's just, it's... Uh, um, kind of a, a tributary that goes up, and there's you know there's silvers that uh, come up and pinks that come up, and then there's also uh, it's a lake for trout and things. But it's just such a beautiful, beautiful lake, right, almost within town of Ketchikan, where we're going to be going. Nice. Um, now, as far as uh, fly fishing in the ocean. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I'm not saying you can't do it, and I know you've got your heart set on a 200 pound halibut on a fly line. So over, I over 200. I, I got a 15 weight. I tell you what, and I'm, an able. Reel. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any bets, but if you do that, man, you are the man. <laughs> I usually uh, do what I say I'm gonna yeah. do. All right, well, I'm, we'll see. Well, but, that's uh, right. Only time will tell. Well, we're we're going to be fishing. Uh, I, I I know a little spot. It's it's kind of actually a halibut nursery, so there's mostly small ones. But I I think I can put you on some halibut. But I don't know about the big ones. But I'm <laughs> I'm waiting to find out. We're looking forward to it. So anyway, I really appreciate that. And uh, Lynn, thank you very much. That was very interesting. Excellent. Okay, anytime, folks. Okay, buddy. Okay, you're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin Fishing Shoes and Boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. 
See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Subby. And Frank, looks like you've been the host today so far. Well, now we're going to give it over to you. We're going to we're going to ask him about striped bass. Uh, ask him who's him. Minutes. Who's him? Mike Harris. Um, and Mike, where are you located? I am located right a little bit south of Annapolis, Maryland, by the Naval Academy on the Chesapeake Bay. Wow, Chesapeake Bay. That is, you know, you know that is huge. You know, it, it, uh, and I, a friend of mine was living on, on Chesapeake Bay, and it was, uh, it's a very impressive area, and it's quite a fishery, too, isn't it? Yes, yes, it has been. It's, it's, uh, 
it's very diverse. It has a lot of different, you know, different shellfish and uh, well, you know, just regular fishes. We do now, a lot of the, 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 uh, the, the charter fishing. Right. Is that is it uh, is it saltwater or is it what do you call it? Uh, Brackish. You know, Brackish, yeah. Yeah, as you get into the headwaters, it gets, you know, a little more brackish as you go up to mm-hmm. the north. But uh, as you get, you know, this, the bay is like you know, 160 miles long. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be at least 100 miles deep. But Yeah, yeah so it's, 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 you know, the ocean water down in the in the mouth of the bay, up maybe 50 or 60 miles up into the bay, it's, Pretty salty, and then it it gradually you know, gets a little bit more brackish, but it, it it it's it's not fresh at all. Mm-hmm. What's so, great about it is you can go fishing during the day. In the afternoon, you can take your wives, and there is a lot of great things to see around there. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh no, there's, there's uh, between. There's there's old lighthouses and stuff that you know have been out in the bay. There used to be manned that people lived in them, and now they're all automated and yeah. everybody. They're they're more of a tourist attraction kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but then you know around the shoreline over the last forty years or so, it, it got. To be an attractive place to uh, buy a piece of land and build the biggest house you can build, <laughs> and yeah. uh, the land probably is tripled or quadrupled, you know, in the last yeah. thirty years. So. Well, yeah, well, in the last ten years, probably. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but uh, no, it is. It is. I you know, it's a. It's a great place. I don't think we've ever talked to anybody about uh, fishing in the uh, Chesapeake Bay area, cause, and it is impressive. I mean, if you just look at a map and you can see how big it is. But uh, let's talk about fishing. Okay. I, under- I understand that uh, striped bass are common there. That, that's our main fish, yeah. That, that's the fish that most people... Uh, like to eat, they're very good to eat, and, and I'm a charter boat captain, so people hire me, you know, to go fishing, and that that's our our number one target fish. That's mm-hmm. what we go for most of the time. Well, you know, I don't think it probably changes that much from wherever you're going, but give us an idea about the method that you use uh, for catching stripers. Well, there's there's two or three really things that we do, you know, on a daily basis, depending on water temperature and that kind of things, and, you know, time of the season. We do a thing what we call troll, which artificial lures that we put on weighted lines way behind the boat and just ride around real slow. I'm sorry, when you, when you say weighted lines, are you talking about lead core or just weights on the lines? Just waited on the line, mm-hmm. yeah. But okay. some of the old guys like me, we used we used to fish. The line was was wire, yeah. So it would sink better. Uh, hmm. And there's there's only one or two manufacturers of that type of line in the whole country anymore. So oh, that's interesting. Not, not many of us use much of it, but I I still do use some of it. Yeah, well that that is interesting because wire. 
first of all, there's absolutely zero stretch, but right. you, you can feel anything uh, because it transmits through the wire. I mean, it's just uh, um, like a telephone. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> if it, any touch or, or anything. I would I would imagine it would be extremely sensitive to that. Right. I have. The thing about water, like you said, is no stretch, but it cuts through the water good. So mm -hmm. you have a very constant. But when you set the depth with the uh, change your weight mm -hmm. that you have on there, so you and then it's that you know more experience that you learn where you put the the lure up or down and mm -hmm. and uh, but then when the fish goes to bite it, bite it, it, it sets the hook, you know, because like you say, there's no stretch. So. No stretch on a wire. The wire, there's absolutely no stretch, obviously. <laughs> no stretch <Right>. wire. <laughs> yeah, I got two right. questions real quick. Okay. We won't say the month. What's your favorite two callers to use for trolling? If, well, if I had to really narrow it down, I would say from the middle of the May, middle of May to to about the first of July is is probably more diverse size of fish. We catch them from twenty inches to maybe forty inches, you know, in that time period. And and trolling is very effective. And then summer we do other things, and then we call. Mm. October, we call it Rocktober around here. Yeah. You know, Rocktober is because the days are getting shorter and the fish start to school because they know they're getting ready to migrate and get out of here, so they start feeding heavy. Hmm. And now the last question I need to ask you, we didn't do that in the beginning. What's your web page? My web page is just very simple. It's Mike ha Mike Harris Outdoors dot com. Okay. Yeah. Mike Harris Outdoors dot com. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes we forget that, and we need to get you there, and that way, when people listen and re-listen to our show, they can call you and set up an appointment. Mm -hmm. Well, Isn't that right, John? We might even come back. And <laughs> there look you at go, it. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> fine, come on. Frank, you keep committing us to more and more places and more and more trips, and we just don't have time for that. But we'll keep, we'll keep, we'll put that on the list. Hey, listen, I've got a bucket list that'll reach from <laughs> Newport Beach to Catalina, California. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also, Mike, if if you don't mind. Um, we, uh, before we talked, you mentioned something about striped bass and how they propagated in different uh, parts of America. Would you mind getting into that story a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's it, um, it's documented. And I, I couldn't tell you exactly how I've read every my Lifetime. Well, actually, if there's anybody, if there's anybody out there listening, go go to your computer and see if you can log into it and find out. But uh, go ahead, Mike. Give us the an idea about what we're talking about about striped bass. Yeah, it was in the early 1900s uh, when when the railroads from the east coast to the west coast coast was completed, which you know mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. Um, 
it's something they could have done in a, a little bit shorter period amount of time. They, I was thinking Teddy Roosevelt had something to do with it, but if not, it was somewhere in that era, early 1900s. They went on the East Coast, netted a bunch of striped bass, which is what we call rockfish. Was, was that from Chesapeake Bay? I'm not sure if it was the bay. I think they netted them up off the coast of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But uh, you'd have to, again, go to mm-hmm. the history books to get exactly. But they did come off of the East Coast, and they put them on a, in a tanker tanker um, car on the railroad, and they tanked and carried them all the way to San Francisco Bay and, and cut them loose over in San Francisco Bay, and that's where... The striped bass that's on the West Coast now, they came from the, it, it's, that's where they came from. There wasn't striped bass on the western part of the United States. Wow. What a great story. Uh, Frank, I've fished the, the, uh, um, Delta. the Delta and striped bass. I mean, that's, that's what you're after. I had yeah. no idea that they weren't there 100 years ago. Yeah. Or whatever it was, <laughs> Man, yeah, it might have been a little yeah. longer than yeah. that. But uh, uh, I think it was a little longer than that. I yeah. think it was 1902, I yeah. think, or 1904 well, when that, they were yeah, ran them across the bay. Yeah, that's from one bay to the other. Interesting. That's very interesting. Teddy Roosevelt would have been around that time. But you know yeah. that that uh, also. Uh, shows that a lot of the fish that people think of as being indigenous or wild or native, um, <laughs> hundred years ago they weren't there. They've been brought in. They've been introduced. Right. Absolutely. So anyway, but we're going to have to go, and we really appreciate that story, Mike, and all all the rest of it that you had to share with us. And so it's Mike Harris. Um, outdoors. Outdoors, right? Yes, sir. com. All right, we appreciate that. And uh, Frank, uh, appreciate that, too. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Listen to the show. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows 
wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to. We were able to get uh, Mike to hang on for a couple more minutes, so we're going to see if we can get him involved in this. Um, and you know, I, I don't think we've really quite covered. Um, Mike, give us some more information about Chesapeake Bay, because it's 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 it, like you said, it's 150 miles long. It's huge, and it's a beautiful area. And you talked about striped bass, but tell us some more about it. Well, I know it's the largest estuary in the United States, and I'm not sure if that's North America or this hemisphere or something like that. It's it's uh, it, it's really it's got over a thousand miles of just shoreline, mm-hmm. and if you go up and in and out of some of the rivers and stuff, and there's different kind of shellfish, oysters, well, I, clams. I, yeah. I, it, you know what? It, I was just going to say, you know, the, I know that they've got a lot of shellfish from Chesapeake Bay because it's, it's famous for that. Right. You know, it's, especially the blue crab. That's uh, that's really famous. Yeah. All up well, and down you know what, uh, what the blue crab, um, have you ever, uh, Frank, have you ever had soft shell crab? Yes. Do you know what it is? Yes, when they lose their shell, when they're growing, they drop a shell and become soft for about a week or two weeks, if I'm not and, mistaken. And, and, and that is the blue crab. When they, yes. when, you know, when they, right. when they shed their shell, uh, they, you know, they're, and I, you know, deep fried, fried, I, I love uh, soft shell crab. And a little hot sauce. Yeah, well, maybe Louisiana style, but not too hot. But uh, um, yeah, it's very unique, and that's that's from the soft, that's from the blue crab. But anyway, um, Mike, keep going about that. Well, um, yeah, just uh, 
that's, that's pretty one of the, the big famous things in this, you know, this whole area. This is, uh, mm-hmm. all, all just, just out of curiosity, is, is crab a bait for the, you know, for the striped bass or anything? Do you it, it is, but for the people that like to eat soft crab, mm-hmm. you know, for dinner, for salmon, make sandwiches, fried soft crab, they, they just can't seem to make yourself chop it up and feed it to yeah. fish. So. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, sounds good it, to me. It is good bait, yeah, because yeah. everything eats a, eats a soft crab, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, of course, all the, you know, the shellfish is, is famous. But besides uh, stripers, what uh, what's is some of the famous fish in there? We only got about a minute in the in Chesapeake Bay. Well, the striper is the number one yeah. king. Well, I said, do you, you get it, do you ever get any pelagic fish that you know that happen to swim up into the bay, tuna or or not? Uh, not really. Flounders in a great wild near the mouth of the bay, you would hear uh, for some type of small tuna or yeah. something like that. But no billfish that I know has ever been caught in there. Now, <clears throat> something that people don't know is that uh, I would have to turn to the record books to uh, be exactly sure about this, but I was thinking that the world record nurse shark may have been... Nurse shark, uh, okay, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, nurse shark is one of the sharks that will go into fresh water. Yeah. Okay. And well, we're, we're around good, we're, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, which is a famous thing. Yeah. Um, and around the pilings of that, I believe. Okay. Once upon a time, they caught a 600-pound nurse shark. Oh my gosh! Okay. Well, we're down to about 15, 20, 30 seconds. So um, that's interesting. If you want to, you know, of course, it's just a beautiful area all the way around it, up and down the shores, oh, sure. and get some shellfish, and stop in and uh, maybe uh, share some stories with Mike at uh, uh, Mike Harris. Outdoors. Outdoors. MikeHarrisOutdoors.com. Right, Mike? That's all right. All right. Well, stop in and see you. All right. Appreciate that, Mike. Appreciate that very much. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com and listen. Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan. Of course, we have Frank Selby, who's uh, with us today. And Frank, I really appreciate you kind of taking over the first show for us in uh, the first hour. Yeah, well, we do each other very well. Yeah, yeah. We are perfect host, co-host all, all the time. It never matters. I'll tell you but, what, you really saved me this week with with the holidays and stuff. It was difficult to uh, to, get, to get everything organized, but thanks to you. I help. know, I know. Boy, on the 4th, nobody wants to help. <laughs> no, I mean, the whole week. It's just like everybody's, you know, it's like the holidays or something. Everybody just, you can't get in touch with anybody. You can't do anything, but uh, we had a great first show, our first hour. So now we're going to be starting into the second hour. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the one thing I wanted to get going just before we get uh, our first guest is let's talk a little bit about our trip that's already full. Oh, yeah. But, 
but like for the guys that don't go to Alaska much, they should know a few things you should always have, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, like a rain jacket, some heavy clothes, but always have some light clothes because you never know about Alaska. One day it can be nice and cold out there, and the next day it's 80. Well, the thing about the weather in Alaska, first of all, it's like, you know, where we live, you have storms that come up from the south, you got the, you know, the the Pineapple Express that comes from Hawaii, and then you've got the, the storms that come down from Alaska, but the thing about uh, Alaska is that the weather is born there, so you never know what it's going to be. But I can give you a weather report for almost any day in the summer in Alaska. It's going to start off calm and flat, and then uh, you know, then you might get to around usually around. Uh, 12 or about uh, 2 o'clock, the, the wind comes up. The, it can rain any time, but it'll rain, and then the clouds will pass, and the sun will come out. And then it'll you know, get some wind, and then the, the latter part of the day, it'll flatten out. And uh, so, yeah, you need, uh, need to be wearing something for all of that, and stuff you can put on and take off. Um, and... Uh, and we'll talk about that trip when we get back. We're in a couple of weeks. But we do have a trip to East Cape at the end of September. We want to get in touch. Uh, let us know if you can go. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact Mike RV Butler at gmail.com. That's Mike RV Butler at gmail.com. He's a great American fisherman. He'll fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, Lord knows he'll be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and fortunately, we have uh, with us today Bob Jacklin, and we're going to be probably talking about, about Yellowstone, and then, of course, we have Frank Selby, our host today. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, apparently these guys go back a few years, maybe a hundred. One or two. Maybe a hundred <laughs> years. I don't I'm know. on my 49th year guiding right now. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, well, anyway, um, uh, Bob, let's get started. But uh, you were telling me some stories about Frank. Go ahead and continue with that. Well, I don't have a lot more stories, but Frank was, I believe, Frank told me it was a baker, and he did some baking in Yellowstone Park for the, I guess, the Hamilton stores. Is that right, Frank? That's right. Uh, Out at Canyon Lodge, I used to uh, do the pastries. Remember, I'd bring them big trays in that I, I used to, just over brown them a little bit so they wouldn't be good. The <laughs> guy back there goes, Frank, just bake an extra damn tray. Take it. I know what you're doing. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm learning more and more about Frank every week. Yeah, and, and, and it's Bob been over has a year. Probably one of the best shops there in West Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. He's been around longer than most of all the others put together. Just about. Yeah. Yep. Well, they come and go, but Bob is always there. Well, Yellowstone is is really an icon, uh, especially for fishing. I mean, you're right in the middle of so many things, and uh, you know something. I just I, I probably shouldn't even go that direction, but. You know, it it is a very active volcanic area. It sure is. And, uh, we're you know, feeling it all the time. We don't have a lot of big earthquakes, but we do get rumbles quite often here. Well, there's been some stuff in the news talking about mm-hmm. uh, Yellowstone, and you know, apparently it's been an active volcano for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. One thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're thinking about is there going to be some. Uh, you know, it looks like there might be some more activity coming. Is it going to be the big one, or is it just going to be a couple of moderate Small ones? Small ones. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Bob and me won't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, I don't know. It'll be another 200 years. No, you don't know. I mean, these things, you yeah. know, when you least expect them. But, hey, Bob, uh, how's the fishing been back there? The fishing been good. We had high water this year, and, and high water's not always good for the fishery. It's good for the fish, not the but the fishing. But this year, once it got down a little bit, the fire hole, we had a lot of rainy overcast weather up to about a week ago. The fire hole fished really well, the Madison and the park. And right now, the hot spot is between the lakes. Between Yellowstone, between Hebgen Lake and Quake Lake, I had a good day, my first day off. 
and I fished until one in the afternoon from seven in the morning, and I had a good day yesterday. Fished with an old friend from from Colorado, and we just fished together. It wasn't guided raining. It was. And uh, it took off from the store. I left the store alone, and I went fishing, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> Put the sign up, gone fishing, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We have to do that once in a while. I'm going to see you right around my birthday in September. we got to sneak a half day out. You have to yeah. give me some advance notice. Yeah. Okay, it'll be September 3rd or 4th. Maybe we can get a half a day or something. We'll go out and throw some flies in the Madison in the park or something. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Great. That's I love the ro- the three rocks just inside the park and yeah. to the left. You know where I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the Madison is a very famous river. You know, I'm just curious about all that activity. Do you have... Uh, Areas where you got hot springs, and you, can you go up there and you know jump in hot water? Yes, you can. A lot of places are 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 put out by the park. We won't let you do that now. But there's several places still open for the public. The one on the Gardner River is still open, and you can walk up the trail. And there's a hot spring dumps right into the cold water. You can sit in the cold water, or sit in the hot water. Yeah. <laughs> So, and there's uh, a couple other, not a lot of places. They're doing away with a lot of those swimming areas or hot areas, but they are they're very interesting. And you can fish right along, pretty close to a thermal area. We shouldn't walk in them or anything. Make sure we step aside or anywhere nowhere near. But uh, there's still a lot of thermal activity. Unlike the Firehole River in that particular area, you get water. That's I don't know how what the degrees is, but it hits the cold water, and then at that point it's 70 degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and of course, you get probably got a lot of steam and stuff that have come up out of it. But, the interesting uh, thing a lot of people don't know about the Firehole River is we have a, have a lot of hot springs enter the river, but there are a lot of cold springs that enter the river, maybe an equal amount, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. So that's what leaves the river somewhat fishable. It's a little warm in the summer for trout, but they seem to survive. So uh, it seems to be a decent fishery. All these years, even though the water is generally a little too warm for trout. Well, of course, they can just kind of come and go, can't they? They move around. So they, yeah. they, they follow the tributaries where cold water enters the river, and that's where you'll find them in midsummer. Mm-hmm. And just out of curiosity, when you have the warm water, um, does that affect the bait? I mean, is there different... Uh, uh, yeah, different, different, you know, live bait that inhabits the warmer water that you don't. No, not really. Find? Once uh, there's probably right in the warm water, there's not much, but but a few feet away. Once you get the more normal temperature, you'll have regular insect activities like pale morning dun and mm-hmm. some caddis and flying ants on the terrestrials, and uh, there'll be some salmon flies in the Firehole Canyon, golden stones. So there's a little bit of everything. So everything is good. But uh, the gold, and we have a, a very odd caddisfly. We call it a white miller. It's a white caddisfly. It's white on the Firehole River, and they, the fish really take them. Yeah. Well, you mentioned salmon fly. Um, you're a long ways from uh, salt water. Is there any strains of salmon that come up that far? No, there's none. There's a few lake salmon, kokanee salmon, yeah. in some of the lakes, but not in Yellowstone. But I don't think there's any kokanee in the Yeah, but, but they're landlocked pretty much, And right? they're landlocked. Yeah. No, we yeah. call the salmon fly because of the color of the body of the fly is salmon color. Mm-hmm. So it's an orange color. Mm-hmm. And that's when there's a half a million people on the river following yeah. the Quite salmon right hatch now, down. You can't get a parking spot on some, some sections of the Madison right now that's loaded with people. Yeah. But the fishing's good. That's why they're there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, how many guys you got now, Bob? Oh, I only run three guys. I'm winding okay. down after my 49 years. I'm we're yeah, no longer I understand a lot, a lot of guys. We're just doing we're just doing our own thing and still teaching fly casting and fly fishing and all that. Still doing a little guiding, but that's that's it. You pick you pick and choose really good. I know that. We try to anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if you if you uh, fish with Frank, apparently you're not choosing. <laughs> Ooh. Him and I are gonna surf down the Madison River. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah, you go. We can't do that anymore. Well, Remember no, that one? Oh, never mind. We'll anymore. talk about something. Else. Yeah, Frank would have tried it if we could, but they won't let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine much of a swell, but. Uh, uh, Five mile ripple is really a lot of fun on yeah. the Madison in the park. Yeah. Yep, it moves. Well, you know, let's uh, again. Uh, I don't know. If, I've never really fished uh, um, in Yellowstone, Yellowstone. but uh, give us an idea because you've got so much around you. Give us kind of an idea about what is there inside and outside the park. We have lots of small streams that hold fish. Most of the rivers that flow year-round, and that's most of them in the park, have some sort of fishery, either wild native cutthroat, some brook trout in some places, other places uh, we have browns and rainbows like the fire hole. The park was stocked quite heavily starting around 1900 and ended around 1954. Oh. So you got, so It was yeah. stocked fish. That's how the brains, browns and rainbows and brook trout, and also the, the giant uh, lake trout got in the Yellowstone the, the ecosystem by people stocking it, park officials basically back yeah, then. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, as far as going there, there's there's probably, you know, accommodations for a lot of people in a lot of areas because it's a big area. It is, but you have to signal way ahead in West Yellowstone anymore because we're filled up about every night. Oh, wow. So there's yeah. places to stay you need to check ahead. Well, you know, before we before we cut you loose, uh, let's. how do we get in touch with you if somebody wants to go up there and they just want to get some information or go fishing with you, Bob? Buy a few flies. Yeah. Jacqueline's Fly Shop, and we have a website, just Jacqueline's Fly Shop and uh, .com. So that would be Jack, J-A-C-K-L-I-N-S. Jacqueline's Fly Shop. Fly Shop, sure. Oh, shoot, I can even remember that. At least for I can 10, remember it, too. That's why you did at it. Least, at least for about 10 <laughs> or 15 seconds, anyway. Hey, Bob, you're, uh, we gotta go. you could tell them real quick, they're right across from the Bear Sanctuary, right? Okay. Yeah, the the corner across the street. Sanctuary, and next year they're going to have an old open sanctuary with cutthroat trout. Okay. Anyway, we got to go. We appreciate that very much, Bob. Let's go to Montana. You're listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to fishontalkradio.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del 
Memoir, Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. You can't catch fish. 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 I got a little story about a city boy. They came to Wisconsin, up from Illinois, so we can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told them. Guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, cause hey, you could pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy, you can't fish. I told you there, guy. Can't catch fish. What do you think you're doing? Can't catch fish. For Christ's sake. You can't catch fish. Go back to Illinois, hey. Can't catch fish. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have our host today, Frank Selby. Hi. Well, yeah, I'm, I've known you, you know, for been on just hosting this show for about a year, and you know, I keep talking to some of your friends and learning more and more things. You used to have a woody with the surfboard on top. That's that's Three interesting. Surfboard. Okay. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, as Alice said, it's getting curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> but, but we also have right now a good friend uh, John Procknow, and he is the guy uh, that has to do with one of the world's largest um, manufacturers of artificial bait, and which of course would be Berkeley. And if there's anything that uh, Berkeley does that works, it's because of John Procknow. And John, tell us just in 10 seconds what you do. Uh, You're way too kind, first of all, John. But basically, uh, I'm in charge of the team that develops uh, different uh, uh, fish baits and lures and things like that, power bait, gulp, havoc, uh, max scent, those types of things, and all the fish attractants and that type of stuff that comes out of the labs at Berkeley. 
Well, you know, some of the names that you just mentioned, uh, it's like, you know, first power bait to begin with, um, it, you know, that is the go-to, and it's been out for, what, 10, 15 years at least? Well, yeah. the trout bait came out in uh, 1988, and the first uh, power worms for the bass fishing market came out in 1990. Yeah, well, that's 20 years. And then, of course, you also developed Gulp, Gulp which is, especially for saltwater, has just been a phenomenal success. Yeah, that's one of our uh, um, better uh, products for the saltwater market. I've done a lot of extensive testing in the saltwater arena. We also had uh, uh, worked with FSU out of their saltwater facility uh, down by Carabelle, Florida, and developed a lot of the... Okay, but what is is FSU? What's that? What's FSU? Uh, Florida State University. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Well, there's a, little, there's a little bit of fishing going on down there, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there is. And they had the facility, so uh, we used their saltwater facility and uh, obviously their big facility out in the Gulf mm-hmm. and uh, developed a lot of the things that we did uh, go into the Gulf saltwater. Well, uh, you know, I have just something that, that popped into my head, and Frank, go ahead and jump in if you want. But uh, when you're coming up with, you know, you, most of what you do is improving the product, but... You know, sometimes you come up with some real zingers like gulp and power bait. Uh, is that just something that happens at 2 o'clock in the morning and you wake up and go, oh, I've got an idea? Um, <laughs> or is it something develops from something else? I mean, how, usually, how do you come up with this stuff? We get challenged by uh, some of our uh, leaders, uh, the Bedell family who owned Berkeley uh, back in the day when I started always had a very strong uh, environmental uh, drive and uh, we're very into making the best products with the newest technology that we could so that would enable anglers to have a better experience. And so their challenges and things like that are what really give you a drive. Uh, Anymore in the new corporate world, it's always uh, about uh, sometimes dollars and cents, but the people that have really developed the products Myself being a chemist and an angler and a lot of the other chemists and biologists that I work with, we all are outdoorsmen. We love to fish and uh, those types of things. So it drives us. It's a, it's kind of a lifestyle as opposed to just a, a business or a uh, employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do a lot for the kids' uh, free fish day and stuff like that. I know for a fact when we have them in some of the parks in L.A., you guys used to always send us a lot of uh, garlic bait I, uh, for trout. And I noticed all the kids that caught their very first fish on your product, and I think they still use it today. And that's Dead the silent. best compliment I could ever have in my whole career. Well, what about just a piece of corn or uh, uh, a cheese whiz or... <laughs> Or a worm, for that matter. Well, sure. That's where we learn from, John. Those are the kinds of of, uh, baits and things that we looked at in the beginning. But what is it about that piece of corn that makes the fish want to bite it? What is it about that uh, worm that makes the fish come after it and those type things? So we actually went and reverse engineered some of that stuff. 
found out what some of the makeups were that the fish really keyed on in our fish lab back in Spirit Lake. And mm-hmm. then what we did is we, we kind of synthesized those compounds and then supercharged them so that it was yeah. uh, even better than Mother Nature. Well, John, when you're making artificial bait, is it scent? Is it color? Is it texture um, that, that you're looking for? Or can, kind of give us an idea. About no. Okay. Sure. Go ahead, Frank. It, what is it? Yeah. It's all the above. The more senses of a fish that you can fool or make believe, this is if they're in a feeding mode, that the product that you're putting in front of you is a natural bait that they would normally want to eat, the easier it is to catch that fish. Because you can have the, the right stuff uh, on a, uh, a rock, let's say, and you put the scent and flavor on there. Yeah, they're going to pick it up because it tastes good, but they spit it back out because it's too hard. Yeah. And they know that. So those are the types of things. So the more things through texture, through feel, through scent, through flavor, through vibration, through sound, the more of those uh, that you can stimulate on a fish, the more he's going to be attracted to what you've got to offer him. Well, you just mentioned something that I wouldn't really thought of. Scent, definitely, because, you know, they, that's, you know, one of the sensory things that attracts fish to bait. Um, but you, you you mentioned flavor, which I never really thought about as, in bait. Yeah, because flavor, because that's kind of how we've, we've built our uh, product profile right now is, the, the power baits, uh, the, the molded ones for bass anyway, freshwater bass, they have a little bit of scent to them. I mean, we can smell them as humans because we live in an air environment, and the fish can smell them a little bit also, but it's more of a flavor thing for the huh. uh, bass on power bait because I, I think I've talked about it before. The analogy is in a power bait, uh, power baits are made out of PVC, polyvinyl chloride. That's a, a plastic. And we put things in there that fish like to eat, and when you wrap it up in plastic, they don't get the full appreciation for it. So it's like putting your sandwich in a Ziploc bag and trying to eat it. Oh, it's inside. You can taste it, but you don't get the full aroma of it. Yeah, it tastes like plastic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but But uh, if you get it mashed up and holes in it, then you can actually taste it. And that's kind of the way a power worm is. So so fish actually do have a sense of taste. Oh, definitely. Some fish even have taste buds on the outside of their mouth. For instance, Mm. black bass, they have taste buds all over on the outside of their lips. Mm -hmm. A catfish, we call that a swimming tongue. (laughs) Yeah. He's got taste buds all over the bottom of his belly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, anyway, Frank, go ahead. I know you're just anxious to say something. Okay. Uh, I won't mention the name, but when I first started doing the kids, there was two things we used. Was your garlic and a cheese. And then two years after that, the cheese company lost about 40% of their business that they used for bait. And we won't mention the name, but you know who it is, and a lot of people do. And I oh, sure. swear the kids love to catch fish. And I guarantee you, you do not realize how many kids you saved by donating the bait and Shimano do- donating the rods and reels for kids. 
and I'm very proud to say you guys have always helped the kids. Well, thanks. We, uh, and I want to thank really, you personally. You're very welcome, and the kids are the ones. I mean, they're our future. I've got two grand, two beautiful sons and two, three grandkids now, and they all are uh, uh, anglers for the most part, if not uh, avid, at least part-time when we're camping and things. But uh, the kids are where it's at, watching them catch fish and seeing their experience and uh, almost living vicariously through their catches because yeah. of uh, the joy on their face. Well, of course, they grow up and buy stuff, too, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I have to mention a quick story. Um, I was using your six-inch, I guess it was a gulp. It was a, a artificial uh, plastic. And I was in Mexico, and I was trolling it. And a Dorado, because Dorado always kind of hit from the side. So I was out there, and a Dorado came up and hit the bait, took a bite out of it, and came back again and took the whole bait, and I caught it. Um, So obviously, it must have liked what it tasted. Otherwise, it wouldn't have come back. I would agree with that, John, and uh, the that's the beauty of having the scent and flavor in your baits, because mm-hmm. if it's something that they, they come up, and they'll even follow it, some species of fish, yeah. and if it doesn't look right or smell right or even taste right, they can taste it without actually touching it sometimes, mm-hmm. but right. then they don't. Uh, pay much attention to it. But if they come yeah. up and swipe at it and miss it, yeah. and they get the positive uh, from it, as far as no, taste, it actually took a, come right back. But this one actually took a bite out of it. When I, yeah. got, when I got it back, there was a bite taken out of it. And I go, wow, this stuff must really work. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I understand, John. I, I kind of take that for granted because that's the way <laughs> when we're fishing in the Gulf of Mexico, those trigger yeah. fish will go down there yeah. and they'll just take little chunks out of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, we don't have to tell where to find you because Berkeley's everywhere. Go to your local tackle shop and uh, uh, try some of the stuff. And, John, we appreciate uh, your input. Uh, It was uh, always great learning about how to catch fish. All right, that's great, John. And look for all the new products. We've got, like, 700 new products coming out this year that will be hitting the shelves and A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water. We've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. If you think that'll help, you're in for a surprise, cause money. Can't buy school, you know the guys and me. We can catch a at will against Shad Rat. You ain't no match. Fish are just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Built a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention to spinning. I was staring at a 10-pound shiny bass When I tried to pull the fish inside I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh I was so scared I threw my rod up in the air Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host today, Frank Selby. Frank? Hi. Hi. And we have Jeff Patterson from Able Reels on, and I wanted to thank him on the air. I sent my oldest Able 3 in, and it's on its way back, and John is going to be using it in Alaska for salmon. Fantastic. (laughs) Well, how old is your old reel? We won't say that age, but let's say <laughs> when Jeff started at Abel, I, I got it. Well, I know Abel um, back in the, well, I guess it's when the, uh, um, you know, the Cold War, you know, and the military started backing off on um, a lot of the products and a lot of the aerospace manufacturers that had the equipment, you know, the NCR machines and such. And business started slacking off. And some of them, I can think about two or three different companies, they switched over their equipment to taking these uh, uh, billets of uh, aircraft-grade aluminum and milling them down, uh, you know, and taking, you know, like taking about 90% of the aluminum out and ended up with these one-piece solid uh, products, you know, for fishing, and I believe that uh, Abel is one of those. Is that right? Well, it's uh, you're not off the mark for sure. You know, uh, as uh, that era kind of dwindled down, uh, even more so, Abel reels and their you know fly fishing reel started getting a little bit additional traction, mm-hmm. and uh, we we manufactured a reel that could withstand blue water conditions that really. 
Nobody else from a production standpoint could. There was another good reel or two out there for sure, and there still is, Mm -hmm. but we could actually keep up with the demand. So it kind of just naturally evolved, and as the reel became more popular, started getting in the right people's hands, getting their reputation, our business increased. And then, of course, A River Runs Through It came out. Oh, yeah. The whole fly fishing industry went bananas. Yeah. And um, so we... While we didn't really lose contracts, we didn't really pursue new ones either. So mm-hmm. we started getting more and more into fly fishing and less and less into aerospace and job shop. And it basically got to the point where the fly fishing reels could support us without the job shops. So yeah. We got well, a couple of key accounts. You know, there, there, there are some, you know, obviously fly fishing reels that have been around for you know, long, long exactly. time, even before Fra- even before Frank was born, and that was what a couple of decades or a couple of centuries ago. But uh, uh, but you know, with what you guys do, with making it a, a one piece, no welds, no screws, it's you know, it's a one piece product uh, that's that's you know that's cut from a billet of uh, you know high grade a- aircraft. Um, um, aluminum, aluminum that uh, it's indestructible and it's solid and it's it, it's just a great piece of equipment. It, in my uh, opinion, right. you know, and the, I know the that it's the best out there reel out are, there. Are, mm-hmm. You know, they're made out of molds, mm-hmm. and while that's fine, you know that there's they're going to demand a lesser price point, and there's certainly a market for that, and there's nothing wrong with them. However, to withstand the rigors of blue water fishing, you can't get away with anything like that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to really owning a, a fine piece of American-made equipment, you know, there's a lot of pride in what you're fishing with as well, and, and that's where ABLE comes in. Obviously, mm-hmm. our, our products function great, but they also look really nice. They, they feel good. They're not heavy or clunky, and they're, you know, they're kind of something to be proud of to, to have on your fly rod. Mm-hmm. They are one of the best out there, and the reel that's coming back tells how well that puts up. Remember, in the old days, I fished that probably 200 days out of the year. Well, uh, I think that Frank's a fan. How many able reels do you have, Frank? Probably about 30. (laughs) (laughs) And probably about how old your reel is that you sent me, too. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, let me that. tell That's you a awesome. little. That that I'll tell you a little story, and it's the truth. Used to, they had to when they threw the reels. Uh, some of the milling wasn't dead on like Abel wanted. He would throw them in the trash can. Finally, they had to start breaking them before they threw them in the trash can. People come and put them together, but they weren't really a true able, but they worked really good. Yeah. Because he had a tolerance of no other reel out there on the market, even today, I don't Mm -hmm. think. Am I right or am I wrong, Jeff? We hold pretty tight tolerances on our stuff, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we do sell a lot of aluminum scrap, whether it's from... You know, the the portions of the aluminum that gets machined out of the reel, as you say, they start off as almost like a, a hockey puck, and then we port the heck out of them. And 
and make them lighter, but all that aluminum has to go somewhere. So, you know, we sell it off as scrap. And sometimes that also includes, you know, demo reels or something that was a little out of whack or a, a tool broke or something like that. But uh, it's kind of funny because we recycle it. And, uh, you know, there's a possibility that somewhere along the line that becomes another reel in five years. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get any, uh, you know, ones that are not 100%, they're only like 95%, uh, ship it to me and I'll recycle it for you. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, sounds like you'll be recycling one here in Alaska with Frank pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Frank, I, I'm, I keep trying to explain to Frank that where we're going in Ketchikan, um, the, you know, it's primarily, it's the salmon capital of the world. And there are halibut. And I've caught 70-pound halibut, you know, from a you know a, a, a 20-foot uh, boat. But uh, um, for some reason, he's bound to determine that he's going to get a 200-pound halibut on a fly rod. And God bless him if he does. You know, I'll put them on some halibut, but they're not going to be 200 pounds. But uh, you know, he's he's bound to determine. And but when you're fishing for salmon on a fly rod, it's difficult because it's usually a slow troll and they hit on herring. Um, but I'm sure he'll find a way to do it. We are going to be fishing in a lake where I know he's going to uh, catch some uh, um, some pinks and some silvers. But. Uh, uh, you know, he's bound to determine. He wants to get that halibut on a, on a fly line, and pff, I, I've never seen it done. Yeah, well, I've caught a lot of halibut. I've done it on able reels, and I'm taking my big 14 weight with an able reel that holds 550 yards of 100-pound backing, and plus uh, I'm going to use a lead core. Oh, so I, Oh, okay. Uh, when Frank told yeah, me I should take Jeff ago, along though. with me. We could share a room and have some fishing, but the uh, the other part of the company might get a little upset we took him. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what, Jeff, if you want to go, we'll find a spot for you. Oh, man. I There is a, uh, a, a very uh, honorable truce at my house. I am not allowed to go back to Alaska unless I bring my wife next time. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, yeah, we've I've been, been on enough trips around Jeff, thankfully in my time in uh, Alaska. Jeff, Jeff we've been we've been sold, we've been sold out for about 2 months, but if you want to go, I'll find a spot for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're and your wife to the and your wife. Cast show too, aren't you? I am. Yep, we're all heading out to Orlando on Sunday for a week uh with the iCast and IFTD show next week. Mhm. Kind of are to kick off for new products. I don't know why they keep putting it in Orlando. I mean, we're in California. I'd like to go, but that's a that's a tough one. For well, Gen- I can tell you, next year it will be in Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's better. I mean, I've yep. I've, I've gone to Las Vegas, and that's shoot, I can drive there. I but did that Den- one too. Denver is easier. Well, we're pretty yeah. excited about it. It's part of a bigger picture, but. Uh, IFTD has partnered up with ICAST, which is a conventional thing for years, and it's been a great partnership. However, IFTD is kind of going off now next October, and the show is no longer going to be also kind of associated with ICAST. So the International Flight Tackle Dealers, what IFTD stands for, is going to be back on its own. Which also tells you a lot about the strength of the fly fishing industry. We're able to kind of oh, you know, do been, this. We've been doing this show for a while, 
And, you know, I've, you know, fly fishing, okay, I'm cool with that. But the more I learn, the more I like. And also, I keep, you know, doing it and seeing it. And not only is it fun, but it's more effective. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> depends on I mean, where you are and the conditions, but a lot of times you can't catch things on spinners or yeah. live bait or whatever. No, it's just like, flies. you know, there was, I haven't fished for a few years. A good friend of mine is, uh, his uh, license plate is, uh, what, uh, what the heck? It's, uh, he is a purist. Uh-huh. And you know, and he has a boat, and we go out, and he brings me along because I, you know, fish with live anchovies, and he uses a fly. But he likes to have the anchovies in the water. Sure. So, but uh, he outfishes me two or three to one. Well, sometimes in the ocean, that can be a little bit different story than being on a, a stream or a mm-hmm. lake. It just depends. I've, like Frank, I'm I'm not afraid to throw a conventional rig or spin gear uh, out on on the ocean, but yeah. catching a tuna on a fly rod compared to conventional rig is night and day. I tell you what, you know, if I get a big tuna on, I hand off the the rod. <laughs> just, they're too big and too much work. But uh, you know, I mean, a thirty, forty, fifty, sixty pound, not a problem. But when you start getting over a hundred pounds, that's a lot of work. It really is. And I cannot Frank, imagine. Tell me about some 200-pound-plus bluefin he's caught on fly. He's, I cannot he's got imagine. got my ass beat on that one. Cannot imagine bringing one in. Anyway, that looks like we're going to have to go. We appreciate Jeff. Sure. Uh, for Thanks for having Ab- Able Reels, and uh, be looking forward to uh, Frank bringing some reels up with us to Alaska. Have a yeah, great time yeah. up there. Take care, Frank. Good to talk to you again. All right. And then yeah, uh, we can, gonna hang on for the last. We can, oh, hey, yeah, hold on, Jeff. Go ahead. We're going to be right back. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. 
And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. That's what I'm doing. Think about nothing, not even you. Catch me a big one, the fine speckled trout. Slapping in the water, I pull it right out. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and fortunately for us, we have talked uh, Jeff from Able Reels to hang on just for a couple more minutes, and we can kind of continue on the conversation a little bit, Jeff. Uh, in the off-air, we're just talking about Frank and I are going up to Ketchikan, and, you know, Frank... You know, I, I don't know the last time he's used a conventional reel, but he's very effective on the fly. And you're asking me about what, uh, you know, you know, what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, the normally what we do is we use the slow troll on a cut plug herring. And you know, I, I don't know how effective a fly would be on that. We're going to be fishing a place called Ward Lake. That that has uh, um, you know fresh water, but you know the pinks and the silvers will come up into the lake before they continue north. But there's also trout and you know some other fish in there um, that we're planning on, and it's a beautiful area. If anybody's interested in going to catch a can, um, this trip is sold out. Of course, and left Jeff unless Jeff wants to go. I said that we'll, we'll make it happen, but you know the trip is sold out. But uh, um, I'm I'm asking you, Jeff, how effective can a fly be in the ocean with salmon? Well, uh, it's like what you're doing. You're you're trolling a little bit, covering more water, um, but once you kind of can find and you start getting into them that's when you can chuck a fly out there and you know whether you're using the uh, a sinking line and, and you know you can almost throw it out there and count to 20 while that thing sinks and mm-hmm. then you just start stripping up mm-hmm. and uh hopefully hook up to them i mean mm-hmm. it's not that different than saltwater fishing off the coast of california it's a lot of uh cast as far as you can let that thing sink to get to the depth where the fish are and then move it around like it's alive and mm. And hope for a bite. Well, you know, technically, when you're fly fishing, you throw a fly. You don't troll a fly. That's but cheating. but could you? <laughs> I mean, if you're not a purist, could you actually put a fly in the water and and go about two maybe two knots and just let the fly out there? I'd be lying if I said I never did it. <laughs> but, you know, also, it's not like a trolling rod. So if, you're, if you've are if got the 
gas on the boat and you're you're trolling with a nine foot fly rod and that thing strikes, you might just watch your graphite fly rod bust into twenty five pieces. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Um, of course, you guys don't make rods, so that's not your problem. Thank goodness. <laughs> graphite sucks to warranty compared to aluminum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, let's talk about graphite just for a second. Is it, you know, it's great stuff, but you're right. Um, I remember, um, you know, one of my first graphite rods, I go, oh, this is kind of cool. So I took the tip and I was bending it down to, you know, just kind of get the feel of it. And the thing snapped in my hand. Yeah. They are brittle. Yep. They, yeah, they, so. They're light and, and bend like crazy, but when you make a nine-foot-long tapered fly rod, it's they break, and it sounds like uh, the 4th of July when they do. Yeah, <laughs> breaks into many pieces. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that was uh, about Alaska, and, and you guys are constantly doing new things. First of all, Abel, uh, which is not that hard to spell, I guess. Is, uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, whatever happened to Steve Abel? Is he still... Yeah, he's doing great. I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but uh, they still live in Southern California, and he's probably hunting and fishing more than any of us. There you go. Okay. But uh, Abel uh, Reels, is that the name of the company? Uh Uh-huh. And that would probably be .com? AbelReels.com. Okay. A-B-L-A? A-B-E-L. A-B-E-L, of course. That's Abel. All right. Well, we appreciate you hanging in there for us, uh, Jeff. Oh, sure. Good to talk uh, to you. We're looking forward to using one of Frank's reels with you. And if you want to send something out, that's okay, too. All righty. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Jeff, go to fishontalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you want. <laughs> 